1: Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons changed,
2: we still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep, episode
1: by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, <laughs>
3: Charles. Did Rosen. I say that? that was this thing about
1: the, the, the real person, and we going what? We're we getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> looks trust, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests and all your questions, live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Uh, Super exciting. This week, we are going to be diving into season four's casting uh, with Diane Young. Now, we recorded this a few weeks ago, um, I think two weeks ago, and uh, this was kind of how we got started talking about it. There's a special guest. It's going to be super fun. So I don't think you want to hear from me anymore. So let's go right to uh, that conversation. Season four's uh, casting.
3: Hi, you know, the, thank northwest, you. the yeah. northwest is very kind to you you, look like, you haven't aged you look younger than you did you look less stressed put it that way
1: <laughs> I don't, right off the oh, bat oh you mean out not there.
4: living in hollywood means that someone is less stressed yeah, i, I think, think so
1: okay okay let's just hop right into it charles and larry we are let's reuniting see. with a good friend of yours from back in the day diane young i mean anybody who pretty much walked through the doors from season one to seven or eight end of season seven came through diane young right so uh charles do you have memories of meeting diane
4: sure do um diane uh, i remember that uh, the, this the head of the spelling casting department was tony Shepard. was his name he's uh worked for disney now for many many years and um he introduced me to two casting directors. One was a team and one was Diane. The team uh, went on to do a lot of projects, I'm sure. Um, But there was no question. And as I said to Diane, when we first connected, Pete, you know, it was very clear to me. I only had one criteria. I knew nothing about casting. Who am I going to want to spend the day with? who's going to make me laugh, and who will laugh at my jokes? <laughs> and, uh, it was very clear. And, uh, and you know, again, when Diane came to me, and uh, when we met, we, we had an order of 12 episodes, and only a fool would think that we would be doing more than 12 episodes at that point. Uh, do you agree, Diane?
0: Yes, yes. I, yeah, we all talked about uh, doing the episodes and then it was going to be over and looking for other jobs. That's
4: what I remember. <laughs> is, that what Tony, is that what Tony said to you pretty much? Or um, was,
0: that's what a lot of people were talking about. Right, right. And I was like, let's just see what happens.
4: But so, uh, you had done Growing Pains right before it. So, correct, so yes. Had, so you had connections with young Hollywood. Yes. And I think that probably was... And it was ABC, which yes. although it was no longer called Aaron's Broadcasting Company, it still carried weight at the at the company. Right. And um, so I, I think you were really perfect for what we were doing, and certainly perfect person for me to work with. That only got embellished uh, after the first six episodes when when Paul Wagner joined us and yes, and probably had more direct contact with Paul during. The seasons that we worked together, just because he, um, uh, it was his interest, and we cast in the valley. We, we, we switched from being based in the city to the valley. Yes, I um, remember
0: they wanted that, and you came and at, you came and said that they wanted me to go out to the valley, and I said well, I didn't want to because I would lose that proximity to you, and but I moved to the valley. <laughs>
1: So, what's really know. exciting for Beverly Hills 90210 and O Show fans is that we're going to be covering season by season the characters. We have a lot of questions for you, Diane. And uh, Larry, um, you came in at season five. So, we thought season, I'm mean season, season four, four. So, excuse me, season four. So, we thought it would be a good place to start is at season four. But one of the main things that are happening in season four is, is the casting for a big part, right? I mean, there's a big storyline going on, Charles, where Brenda is going to elope. And so we thought it would be fun to reunite you, uh, Diane, with somebody that you had to cast in uh, season four.
4: Oh, <laughs> you. and he's coming on. He's coming on
1: from yeah. France.
4: I imagine yes, he's in Paris France. from Paris. Oh, yeah. I love Paris. Right, but now you have someone who you can stay with, right, David?
1: <laughs> where is David? Has he come on? No, he's connecting to audio. It okay. takes us, you know, the Zoom thing takes a second here.
3: Let's... Well, yeah. I mean, uh, this was a, a big a kind of a fun storyline for us where there's going to be a, a real smash and grab romance with uh, his father. The, the father is. is actually. There he up. is. Hey, is, David, there is Dale. This is 8 by, <laughs> his the eight by 10 His the 8x10. Ah, <laughs>
4: bonjour, David.
2: Bonjour, Ça va? <laughs>
3: great.
4: Well,
2: Diane.
0: Hello, David. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you?
0: I am great. Thank you so much.
2: Oh my goodness. Oh so, my.
4: God.
1: the cool yeah. thing what? is, David, you came in and see, you actually came into the series in I think season
2: one or two, right? You were there earlier on. Season I was
1: one.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think. I mean, I think that would probably be, um, yeah, some pretty good trivia. Yeah, I, I was the Bellhop in season two, I think. Um, season one. Season, season one.
4: one. Palm Springs, is he at Palm oh. Springs weekend? Oh, and, it's,
2: it's, and, uh, moi. excusez-moi, monsieur. <laughs> yeah, I, I would,
4: I would like that. to have a lot of this stuff not be in my head, but it's all in my
2: head. <laughs> right.
4: Um, and, and, you know, and Diane, more than once, in, in the process of casting, Denise Dow's being example, a few others say, well, we've cast somebody in a very small role, but there's someone who would be really good for this part. And, and you were that, am I right, Diane?
0: Correct,
1: yes. T- Diane, tell me um, your recollection of meeting David.
0: I, um, he was an actor that I had pictures and resume on and I thought he might be right for a role. And that's how I met him. He came in and saw me and we, yeah, ran, was, we chatted just, you know, normal casting process.
2: Right, right. And right.
0: I liked him. We got along and I thought, okay, he would be nice and easy on the set. So that would be terrific for everybody.
2: <laughs> you know, what's funny is. And that, a good actor. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, you hear a lot of that advice in, you know, well, I was with Howard Fine and Larry Moss from the beginning, but uh, in, in a lot of rooms you hear. You know, this is my son, Gautier. Hi. Hello. How are you? Oh. My little French son. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you hear a lot about, how, you know, all the things to do and all the things that casting directors and, and producers and, and, are, are looking for. And that's one of the things you hear, like someone, oh, someone yeah. good to, to someone who's easy to work with. And, you know, you take, I mean, of course you're listening. Of course, you're trying to. If you're smart, you're trying to get a, absorb as much advice and take as much advice you know um, as you can. But uh, sometimes, you know, you hear that and you think, okay, you think, you know, okay, it it it, it takes a back burner. Um, you don't really realize. I didn't realize. I mean, that was naturally, you know, my, I was raised by my mother, so I felt like I had this. I, I was associated with that, and I said, whoa. You know, I have, I, I came here when I was 25 and uh, was raised by this woman who I, uh, you know, adore and respect highly. And I thought, okay, so I have that. But I didn't realize that that really is, the later on, when I went into a room, please stop, please stop doing that. <laughs> um, I, later on, when I went into rooms, I, I led with that. I mean, I would get calls from my agent would say, you know, you don't need to meet the casting director you don't need to uh go through that project you can go you know at times you know or the castry wants to meet you, wants to meet you to prepare you for what the producers actually want and the director and whatnot but I realized like you know what no I want to be in as many rooms as possible because I understand what their concerns are I'll bring the acting I'll bring all that stuff but I understand that it's not just that and uh, so when you say that it's funny like i think i think the actors don't really realize like oh hey. i
4: i totally uh, i have to jump in and just totally agree with you on that uh, take the meeting and the fact of the matter is i had passed on 90210 i would seen it the the 2 hour pilot it was kind of unwatchable and and uh, it was 30 minutes of of music video it's not what it anyone else got to see
2: yeah, you know MTV. MTV was blowing up too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, well, that's right, and they were using all the MTV techniques, which yeah, is yeah. not Aaron Spelling sensibility. So it was all, all right. a mess. And and I passed on the show, but then my agent called and said, He wants to meet you. I was working on Northern Exposure. He said, "You he wants to meet you." I'm like I'm going to meet a legend. Take and I and I've always communicated that to my young, my class at UCLA. My daughter Lindsay, who's in the business take the meetings take the meetings you never know what's going to be the only thing that happened to waste your time the other um thing that I just want to say about this role that you had and I don't know if you remember this Diane specifically when we started season four so season four was the season that Aaron didn't want to have Aaron did not want to go to college he wanted to stay in high school and just have it go on and on and in season we were able to convince the network that we needed to get into real time that we needed to have these people senior year and we needed to move on um, mm-hmm. for all sorts of reasons. And so there was a lot of anxiety about the fact that we were changing our format so drastically. And um, when we started uh, in, in season four, um, Melrose Place had just you know, had their best season right. right before us, and the first two or three episodes, they got a higher rating than we did. <laughs> so the this woman who was president of Fox for about two minutes, named Lucy Salhaney, who uh, yes, look at that smile on Larry's uh, face just remembering <laughs> Lucy. Through Jonathan Christmas Littman, presents. who was yeah. our executive at Fox at the time, calls uh, calls me up and says, "There's concern," and what I said is. Well, we're going to have, and we had not even locked it in yet at all, David. It was, well, we're going to have Brenda Lope in Vegas. And in sweeps, we're going to have, have Honeymoon in Vegas. And it's going to be the number one show you got that week. And we're going to vastly outpoint Burrows on it. So let's just build to that. Give me a break to start college and the college shows, and, and which, we were, which were looking good. You know, Larry did the first one, and Chip Johannesson did the second one, and they both were really looking great. So, uh, but I just want to know the context. There was a lot of pressure on that part that you were playing, and there was a lot of obviously tension in our set in its own way because you know of of, of some of the uh, uh, situations that the management of the company had with Shannon.
1: Diane, are you aware of that? Like, are you aware from your end of things in casting that this is going to be a huge part and uh, what Chuck just sort of said?
0: It was, and I, I had heard about it, but I kept waiting for it to come true and to happen. It would be in the back of my head and then occasionally it would come forward, but I had to wait because to get specifics. Yeah. I it, try to deal with specifics and time and all of that. And I wasn't hearing anything from Fox.
2: Uh, in in regards to, Fox. to Shannon? In regards to Shannon, you mean? Uh, or in, in regards, regards
0: to, the of... to the elopement, the yeah. storyline. Oh,
2: oh, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Plot
2: line. Yeah.
0: yeah, the plot line.
2: But- the plot line. But yeah. we
1: should also bring up, and it's a it's a okay time to talk about this. The fact is that Shannon is going to be leaving at the end of this season. This is going to be her last season, and I'm curious yeah, but for. You we to...
4: didn't know we didn't know that, fam.
1: I was gonna ask Did you. Not you, know that. you do not know that at this point. Of course not. No. But there was some tension and the conversations might have <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. So for both David and uh, Diane, we'll start. David, were you aware of some of the stuff that was going on with Shannon behind the scenes?
2: You know, I, I must, I have to confess, I was at that time, that actor, I mean, an actor that, you know, it was all like, I was just so content and happy to isolate myself within my world of acting and and I really didn't get involved in, and I didn't try to think about the politics or what was happening. I just focused on what, you know, the arc of the story, breaking down the script, breaking down, you know, doing what my craft and, um, and yes, I heard rumors about, you know, you know, even, you know, coming on to the show about Shannon just, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I have full confidence that everything's gonna be fine. And it was I just, you know, the everyone's different. I had a different relationship with everyone. And so I, I didn't know, like last time I was on with you, I didn't know how critical this, this storyline was. No idea, just an audition, put everything into it. I knew Aaron was really a big supporter. I was, you know, very, oh, very, very, very um, uh, honored. And, 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 you know, uh, it was almost untouchable for me in terms of being an actor. At, at a, I wasn't, you know, Brad Pitt. You know, so I mean, to have you a guy. Got a, like Andy, you got a
4: nice face, though, buddy.
2: Yeah, I thank still you. do. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I wasn't that a devil. So I, I did. I didn't think like it, it was a lot for Aaron Spelling to give me, uh, you know, in the room in front of, you know, fifteen producers or 10, 10 producers to walk over after the audition and give me a kiss on the cheek and a hug. I mean, I was like, okay, I, 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 it, was, it was a lot for me to deal with. So I just had to enjoy it, kind of just you know, take, it, take, it, take it on the run. And just, I just, I, I didn't think too much about it. So no, I didn't really know how important all the, you know, I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes and, and all, all of those things. And I really didn't want to know because I just wanted to do what I, what I, what I, know how to do and uh you know i didn't want to get involved in in my i didn't want to distract myself so basically
3: hey pete i wanted to wonder who else was up for the role do you remember diane
2: ah uh, good question yeah i, wanna, yeah. I you know you, you know, your, book. know she you might have, have she a notebook a she notebook. has notebook uh, here Give it me. It to me.
0: you know what i actually have my season four list book yes. and all of that um
4: but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfectly honest, I don't remember who else. Then, I, uh, but I, when I always took it that when Diane said to me, "You've seen this person before," the unspoken part of that conversation was, "And you liked him, and I think you'll like him again because the other ones I'm seeing, I'm not sure you're going to like so much." I used <laughs> to take it. That was the, the unfinished part of the sentence. <laughs> yes. Am I not? Am I right, Diane? You are just, absolutely right, Chuck. Yeah. Intuition, guys. You can't run a show without it.
3: I, I want to say I think Je- uh, Jessica and Paul had a big part in this also, uh, in this selection. Process. Paul Wagner and, and, Jessica Klein. and Jessica Klein. Yes, yep. I would believe they would be there. I, I just want to mention them.
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I want to. I, I just went along with what was everybody was happy with, yes. unless I really could I, I know
3: I was not in the room for the original casting of of uh, yeah. Stuart Carson. Well, I'm, I'm tra- trying to think who wrote the script. It was the first script he appears in. I don't quite Richard know. Richard Gollins,
4: probably. Richards, well, oh, Richard, well,
3: uh, So he might he would have been in the room then with uh, yes. with Paul. But, you know, um,
4: yeah, you know, casting the opening after Richard-
3: that we were all I saw. You know, I watched the video and stuff.
4: Diane. You know, I think you might remember casting in Paul's office, I would sit across from him so he and I could look at each other while casting was going on. You know, there was (laughs) nothing like a Paul Wagner eye roll. (laughs) Is this one going to get out of here already? And usually, you know, David, as you know, in a casting session, sometimes the actor, it it, it was such an unnatural, uh, uh, you know, uh, social dynamic. So, you know, sometimes the actor is very nervous. And when the actor is very nervous, they start talking. And they sometimes talk their way out of a role. I, the one, excuse me, just a one-minute digression here. There was a movie that, um,
2: didn't have this I think dessert. it was
4: called F- Fall Apart. It was the one that, uh, it, it was a small little movie. And I had gone, to Kenneth Branagh directed it, starred in it, and wrote it. And it was in black and white. And it was a, and and, uh, his ex-wife was in it and it was, and I liked it. I finally got to go out and see a movie. And this guy had a small part. It was only like seven actors in the whole movie. And the actor who came in had a very small part in it. And I said, oh, I really liked your movie. And his response to me was, did you? And then he, and then he proceeded to tell me why the movie wasn't very good. And that went on for about five minutes, and those are the kind of mistakes if any actors listen to it because now most of it's on tape anyway, so you don't have those interactions. don't do that don't do that. yeah, yeah. i I'm,
2: I'm, I'm curious you know, Go ahead. i wanted to ask uh I wanted to ask diane uh you know i it always well let me let me just i'll i will i will run through this quickly you know when I first met Aaron, I met him for a role, for the first role. Uh, I went in and read in that room that looked like a, a mini movie theater with all the seats and everything. Okay, so I went in and read this part. It was I don't know if it was a couple. I think it was two or three pages, and I was just in LA, like I had just gotten there, and I started to read and I read the stuff. and Harry Gold was my agent, and <laughs> he said, "Okay, yes. you're not going to get you're not going to get the role." I go, and you know, as an actor later on it was like okay good I'll, I'll book something else but at that time i was like Ugh. and he goes but i go yeah he goes they you're just too green but they like you so they're going to give you this role and that was the bellhop so that's one part of it like i was like oh because the role because the role i was reading for was a recurring role they, they were reading me possibly for a recurring uh role or something i that's what harry said i don't know you know you never know what you're being told so, um, <laughs> so then, you know i and i give it to him just tell me what, what the bellhop is what...
1: coming the bellhop's coming back you, you know okay, just,
2: just stick just, stick yeah <laughs> just motivate me i'm i'm with you i'm with you, you don't lie to me yeah. i don't care so uh but then you know diane i i i, I must say i was so surprised because i talked to aaron and I, uh, on the second run, on that second, after I went and did uh, the show in Vancouver, um, I think it was, was it Robin's Hoods? And then I came back tonight? No, before that. So, anyway, the point is, is that I was like, well, I've already done, and I told, I don't know if I was all, already with Innovative Artists at that time, with Nevin Safino, but I said, how can they bring me back as a different character? I was just on, as a bellhop. I mean, am I not recognizable? And, uh, and You know, I mean, uh, you know, that's an active for you, well, right? Well,
4: uh, I can yeah. ask answer that question. I just never assumed that anybody was really watching that closely.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
4: I had no idea there <laughs> would be people like Maggie oh God, and right? Crystal and and Lisa. Sherry, Dr. Sherry Weiss that would know every detail. Aaron Martin that was like so. Yeah. I just, I knew you had a part, but it wasn't amazing. It was a good part, but it was also three seasons before. And this was a very important role. And Diane had said, you should read this person again. Oh, the spellings like him. Diane likes him. Everybody likes him. And as, as my friends, Larry and, and Pete know the casting was not I, I, I got much better at, hopefully, Diana, as it went on. I got better, and i i even I even once in a while deigned to give an actor a, a, a slight uh, uh, you know take a director's position and and say, Will you try it this way? Mm. Uh, that's usually only, we would leave those for directors. But um, uh, it just wasn't what I was going to spend all my time on. So if there was a consensus that we got the right person, I'm there.
1: Diane, what's your side of this story with David? Do you remember thinking about it and saying, oh, he was really great at the bell? or how does it come back to your mind to say, oh, I would like to try David again?
2: She didn't remember me at the bell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was she the forgot. First time for her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I love this guy. He just got off the boat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, that's a secret.
2: Right, right, right. Um
0: <laughs> you start going through names again and I talked to Harry all the time because I had known him for many years I trusted him I hired his actors and he said well I can't remember the exact conversation but the gist of the conversation would be I you know what about David Gale he had that small role before you want to try him again because you guys liked him he's awesome and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good with that. And I check with a couple of people to see if they were good with that and if they Chuck,
1: were good. With is that, Chuck one of those really people wrong. that you, is Chuck one of those people that you check with? Is Chuck one of those people?
4: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> he doesn't remember.
4: <laughs> oh, she no, no, she, she doesn't she remember did me.
2: Yeah.
0: She
4: did. She would.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah, and I would remind, I would give a hint as to what he had done before, and you know, Chuck was really good about remembering people, so. Yeah. That, that was pretty much, that was part of my job. He
1: comes in, he comes in and then he has to read for this part. Chuck, this is a big, like we're we're looking at this 30 something years or 20 something years later. This is a big deal in the year that David Gale is in that office to be, Chuck has just said it's a huge part in his mind. He's still refer, talking about it being a big deal. So David, do you even realize how, and you said no, how big of a deal this, this is, but you know, 90210 is huge
2: in the room i mean look all of all of I, everyone's different of course okay I, I don't know other actors in the room i'm not there for that you know i've been uh, I've cast something i mean i've been in the casting sessions for some uh, uh, independent things that i've been involved in but i must tell you you know, going into spelling television and walking into a room and just that that room, and then all of those producers lined up it's like I have to turn my head to see everyone everyone producers cast everyone. I have to turn my head both ways to see everyone it, it's a, it's a lot God, and, 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 and uh you do everything you can to prepare. there are a million different psychological tricks there are a million things that you go through uh, or or I did um. And then in the end, you know, the advice from the casting from the, uh, my coaches, Larry and Howard Fine, Larry Moss, they were like, look, you, you wanna get rid of the jitters, take your time, breathe, don't start when they say start. Just take your, just you own it from the beginning and then really, you know, you really wait until you are in that story, that character in your, you wait. I don't, beyond pregnant pause. And I played with that. And But still, walking into that room, for me, from my upbringing, and the way there was, there was several things that I needed to address first. Like, I'm walking into a room full of people I know, some, and some I don't. It's my, it's my upbringing to say, "Hi, hi, how are you doing? As me. So right. I have to break the character. I have to go into this David Gale thing. And, it's, you know, that's just me. I have to connect it and look at everyone and say, hello. And then I have to come back and do my thing. I'm just not <laughs> that guy who's gonna walk in, you know. you know. Uh, I, I have with different roles, but in these particular situations, I realize that with television, a lot of it is you, your personality, because, you know, it's not like a movie you're just doing and you're out. Sure, they got to they gotta deal with you. Maybe you know, who knows? 10, 8 well, seasons. I,
4: it's very interesting. I, I wonder if you remember this about Aaron Spelling, Diane. If you ever heard him speak about this, that about the idea that he could, that he felt one of his biggest strengths as a producer was casting, being a former actor, and that the actor he could tell. Uh, you know, when I, when I remember the first time I heard him say this, I had hadn't met him yet, so I thought it was a little bullshitty. But the fact <laughs> is, it's what he was, who he was, that yes. he could tell when stardust had come through the room.
1: Mm. When
4: when yeah. he and he always used Julia Roberts as that example on a small little movie that she that she played in one of her first parts in that,
0: in that movie that she did.
4: Yeah, you know the movie, oh, the Mr. Pizza, Mr. Mystic pizza, Mystic Pizza, Mystic Pizza, Mystic Pizza. Yeah, and that Mr. that Mr. put out, and and um, you know, so that was the one thing, and also, oh, your, your son is back, I
3: know, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely gonna be, be an actor, there's no doubt, sure. yeah. oh, yeah. sure.
4: but the other <laughs> thing, too, is that because of your height, your personality, your good looks, you reminded me. Now, I again, I'm not the main player in this. When, when Mr. Spelling is in a casting session, it's about Mr. Spelling. Because he wasn't in all of them, even recurring characters, he wasn't in all of them. But he, um, uh, you reminded me that the happiest I remember Shannon in the years that I knew her, those four years that I knew her, was in her second season when she had a real serious boyfriend from Chicago uh, named Chris oh, Mufas. And he was a kind of a wealthy guy. And so that was kind of where the seed of, well, she'd be attracted to someone of great wealth. Came came together, but uh, I I just want to throw that in too—that that that was what I was thinking.
1: He reminded Uh, you of the person that that Shannon. Shannon really was with, yeah. Yeah. You know, I
2: I must say, I must say this. Now that you say that, you know, I have to give uh, credit to um, the writing and the idea of that storyline. It was great. It was really fun. And when um, I realized something in my career uh that uh at that point uh you know it was i it was just much easier for me not easier but more fun and easier because it was more fun to play a not to it's hard it's difficult to play a straight guy i mean really straight guy and to make it interesting that's a difficult thing you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but this guy was you know spoiled uh, possibly dealing with drugs, possibly doing all these things. And so that really was like juicy to me. Uh, yeah. And I really, yeah, I could yeah. be this, I could be this whatever no. night, you know, whatever guy, but but because I knew, that the backstory in the audience was thinking, oh, he's he's got, but he's this, and he's this, and yeah. this is fast. This is too fast. What's he doing, you know, posing? <laughs> you know, so that was all playing behind me so I could just be like the clown, the, the Joker. You know, it, Go ahead, Larry. Was, it was uh, I was just
3: gonna say, story-wise, you know, we had, as Chuck knows, we had really set this up well because this whole relationship started from the fathers. You know, if, if Shannon's always had trouble in relationships because jim goes against dylan now the jim set this thing up now he's stuck with it now let's just talk briefly about your parents there because diane also cast your parents they're both passed away
2: oh, now. I love yes.
1: my dad. i'm yeah. trying to remember their names and i i, and I, I wish i can't remember them <laughs> hey, hold on i got you hold on a second i got your <laughs> back here peter mark richmond is, is... And I, oh, peter mark, mark richmond who i've
3: used is. before he was great he was always terrific okay. and he was yeah. the overbearing father there was so much pressure on the on the Stuart carson character he would belittle him and because he thought he was a loser and Shannon was making him a winner so it was really a, a rich and you're right it, it had some dimension to it and what was the woman his mother's name do you remember that I don't you have but, okay. but
1: I just knew that part Peter Mark Richmond and also you also cast Gino Conforti who was also in three they both have like a threes company sort of uh history they both were on three's company um but I, I wanted sure. to ask you Dan do you recall David reading that what what is your take on that room, that scenario that we just talked about?
0: Well, I was it's it's really interesting because I it was in Mr. Spelling's office. It had to have been.
3: The long couch.
0: The long couch. And
3: ever. ever. Yes. The it's whole the wall. Couch.
0: And there are like masters' paintings on the wall. So it it's, can be very intimidating to walk into. And I always tried to talk to the actors and explain this is what it's going to be. You will know me, you will know the producers, you know, Chuck Larry, who were there, who you've met before. Everybody's pulling for you, but it is intimidating walking into it. So Tony Shepard will be there and Mr. Spelling will be there. He'll sit. He generally always sat right next to me on either side and because I was reading with the actor. So I wanted to know, I wanted each actor to know what it was like walking in there because it's, it's an intimidating situation. It's his office was bigger than a lot of people's houses.
2: And you were great, Diane. You were, I remember like, I was like, oh boy. Okay, I've done all this prep. And then in, I would see you and I'd be like, okay. Okay, just, just focus on her. You know, like <laughs> we just, just do the same. And then you know, it's a you know, yeah, you were really. I, I remember you, you you It was a very calming effect because you know we knew yes. each other on that level to where we had yes. worked on we had worked on it. You know, you know, so yeah, yeah, and but then, you know, yeah. yes.
0: You just have to walk in and be comfortable with everybody there, and you know, and he, I thought that Mr. Spelling was always very kind and generous to the actors who came into that room into his office because he he, he knew that it wasn't easy
2: yes he did he 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 knew
0: and he tried to put everybody at ease and I think he walking in there I think he did you know because he got up he didn't introduce himself and or Chuck would introduce him or Tony or I and you know we'd have you sit down and chit chat a little bit and then we'd start to read
2: yeah, he was good at not letting it. Uh, getting a, 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 he was a, a, um, understanding the balance in the room, in terms of the energy and everything. If it was off, he would set it right. Uh, yeah, he would find a way to, to whatever it was. He would, he would, he would not let that continue in the wrong direction. Uh yes. In it. yeah. So, yeah, I, I really, yeah, it's it, it, these are things that I can I can articulate better now than I could when I was that. It's sure. Better.
1: <laughs> uh we're gonna say goodbye to david there's so many different people that we have to ask you about season four diane so thank you so much for being here david, man good
4: it's... to see you my friend Thanks.
1: great to see you well. i love you all know. of you, you we'll be man. working right. very soon i think
2: okay yeah <laughs> <Yes>. okay. <laughs> thank you larry all right have a good I'll one my man all. love you all guys right. take care all right. good night good wow. night my man wow.
1: all right so, uh, D- so diane there's... Like... go ahead I just want to remember,
4: Larry. Larry, when we do our nine hundred two and a lap, remember when we go to Paris that we got David's there. I
3: know, you know. We, <laughs> I I keep thinking I should probably put them together with Anna Leon, you know, who lives That's there. That's right. So great. great. By
1: the way, the woman that you were thinking of is Claudette Nevins as oh, Vivian.
0: Claudette yeah. played his mother. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. yeah I mean, very kind
4: of old school and formal. And yes.
3: Because they lived, if you remember, in Bel Air, beyond Beverly Hills, a step mm-hmm. above. I mean, and so that was the thing, because G- that uh, the, you know that Jim Walsh was really impressed with the family, the fact that Brenda would be marrying
1: into that family. You know, let's start anyway. talking about some of the bigger storylines of the season and finding who you were going to cast for for uh, these parts. I think probably we should start with Mark Damon Espinoza, right? Who comes in as um, Andrea's uh, love interest and eventual husband and all, all of that. Do you remember meeting Mark, Diane?
0: Oh, yes, definitely. He, Jessica told was telling, Jessica and I talked about that role. Jessica Klein. Yes, Mm -hmm. Jessica Klein. And the name of the character, Jesse Vasquez, was that name because it was the name of her college boyfriend.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: And so I always liked that. And so I, you know, started talking to agents and I got submissions for the role. And they understood that it was going to be, you know a recurring role on the show. And I would get zillions of pictures. and I'd, I'd go through all of the pictures. I talk to actors, not to the agents. And I would set aside pictures and resumes on people that I thought were interesting, they who had an interesting acting background even if it wasn't a lot of acting on, you know, television or films, but stage as well. Cause I always liked that. And Mark wasn't the, his picture, his eight by 10 was not the typical eight by 10 that I got. And he didn't have a ton of credits. So I put it aside on my desk. It was over by my phone and I kept it there. And I, I had Kelly, bring people in for me, set people up, and I'd read people, there were people I liked, but I kept going back to Mark's picture. And so finally, probably after about three or four days, I said, well, set him up. I'd kind of like to meet him and see what's going on. And he came in and he was terrific. And it was the same thing that we were just talking to David about. It was the ease of entering the room. And even though he didn't have a ton of credits, he just came in, he was friendly. Uh, He was from Texas. So he was pretty, he was really friendly. And it just and it was natural. It was all part of who he was. So we sat down, we talked, we read and I thought, you know what, I like this guy. And so that's when I brought him in. There was just something about him. And he had a really good theater background. And again, that was something that I did look for because I have great respect for people who worked in the theater and what they go through.
1: Uh, larry this was going to be a big part for, for something you were writing sure yeah i mean you know this was this was going to be the real thing
3: because we also knew that uh that gabrielle was pregnant at that point too right so we knew we were going to be you know going toward uh, toward this and this was going to become her husband and uh i was I, again jessica really was in the room for this for this for this casting i was not in the original room i have to confess at first i was disappointed but uh I was waiting to you see if you said know. it or not. <laughs> yeah. that? Go good. You let me know. That, I know. That, What, what yeah, were
4: you I doing think. in there, Chuck? You know. <laughs>
3: but uh, you know, I've grown to love Mark and his work. Look, you know, as we've looked at it, the second look on shows, and he's done fabulous work for us. But yeah, in my mind, I was. I uh, just was seeing, you know, more of an LA, I guess, Latino. You know, it's just sometimes, like you know, that's what it was, but. Uh, it it really worked. The character worked, and, and you know again we we were we were sort of in an end game at this point because of, of of Gabrielle, uh, the situation, and also the fact you know just uh, just the way the you know the things the shows was growing. And so Chuck, do you remember? I, go, ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I've been known to say that a baby is a show killer. There it is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to say that. So I, 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 have to, I have to own. I
1: have to own it. Diane, does does Gabrielle? I mean, this is someone that she's going to be working with and whatnot. Does Gabrielle have any thoughts or input? Does she tell you I like him? Does does she have does she have that opportunity or, or not really?
0: They all have the opportunity to come in and say whatever they wanted to me because I was right there
2: mm-hmm.
0: next to the set, and my office door was always open, and I I got the actors coming in. But yep. uh, we didn't really, she wanted to, you know, she wanted to know what was going on, if I recall correctly. And I was showing her pictures and she was going, okay, okay, okay. But she wouldn't say anything like, oh, he's terrific, that kind of thing. Oh, that's a great look. Because she knew it was up to all of us. Sure. And, you know, if she was involved, then she'd be involved. So she looked at the pictures and I brought the people in. hmm And if there was somebody that she saw something in, in a photograph, then, you know, that I didn't, or I needed to look at a second time, then I would go ahead and do that because I was Mm -hmm. always open
4: to second chances.
1: That's really great. Chuck.
4: Well, I'd like to, to Diane, to know this, that, you know, we, as amplifying on what Larry has said, that, you know, we've watched a lot of episodes uh, doing this podcast over the years now. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think neither of us remembered how pitch perfect Mark is in almost every moment he has. It didn't matter whether he was the bartender flirting with the girls to get better tips. It didn't matter. There's a scene that he does with uh, Iron Zering. Oh yeah, um, oh, God uh, yeah. Explaining about white, about white privilege, <laughs> where he gets into it. Yeah, we used to, uh, something that Karen had in law school as the, the basis of what he had experienced. That was just you realize, oh, this guy is going to be a very for- a formidable lawyer by the way he talks. Um, and and uh, and and so just that, that could not have done better
2: for uh, <clears> yeah.
4: what yeah. our needs were. Cassidy
2: Mark, he he, oh. he controls, and, and he remains,
4: and he remains a good friend of this
1: podcast. He's a good oh, dude. Really like Mark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: he's a good right. guy.
1: I want to ask you about about a whole bunch of more, but we should talk about I guess because she will become an eventual cast member. Uh, Kathleen Robertson also comes in here in season four, and also Nick Pryor, uh, Chancellor Arnold. So both of them. Do you remember Kathleen?
0: I do remember Kathleen. She was another person who stood out and she was it's just sometimes an actor will walk into your office and there will be something about that actor and it'll be, okay i need to pay closer attention i need to really know what's going on with this person and she was one of them she was mark david and she just she was another one who had the ease when she came in and she wasn't nervous and we just sat and I made an effort I always made an effort to sit and really chat with the actors to begin with and see what was going on with them just in general and then go into the role unless I felt that the actor just wanted to go in and read and then that was that was fine Um, because it sometimes it settled them down a little bit but Kathleen was terrific she was terrific and she had a, a really good sense of herself.
1: Do you remember her
3: hat? That's what, that's what called us. She told <laughs>
1: me that she randomly wore that hat too. She just picked it up and put it on. And, and it that became the characters for the, ent- we used the hat for her entrance. <laughs>
0: oh my God. You know what? I don't even, I do not remember the
3: yeah. hat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she remembers I'm going to have to
0: go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look. Sometimes an oh, actor does something like that, a piece
3: of clothing or, or costume. And you just, you start, you see the character so crystal clear that they have an advantage. It just worked yes. out
1: that way. Um, so when
4: when I have a question about specifically with your role in the company relative to Kathleen. So when we were clear that we wanted her to be, uh, become a recurring character, mm-hmm. or or I guess I guess she was even in, no, she was in credits, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, at no, some no, point. Not, not yet, but not season five, I think
3: she gets. five.
4: No, no, i I know that it was recurring here, two to three roles. Yeah. Um. But when she came back in season five, did you, was it you who would negotiate her contract or was that Tony Shepard?
0: No, uh, Lou Patrick.
3: Oh, oh Lou Patrick. Patrick.
4: I haven't heard that
3: name in a while. Oh, <laughs> oh I love her. Patrick. She was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: Lou, Lou Patrick. Uh, she was a woman, one, a big woman. Yes. Should, yeah, Lou Patrick was the one who called me. Lou, I, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I hope you're doing well. Um, she was the one who called me and said, are you aware that Spelling, Mr. Spelling is putting out all the cast pickups today? And, and this was after it was clear that Shannon was not going to come back and he was sending one out to her. Wow. Ooh, thank you, Lou
1: Patrick. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: um,
1: L- Chancellor Arnold, Nick Pryor.
0: Nick Pryor is a good actor. He had been around for a while in town and I knew him and I believe I had hired him on another show because I cast a bunch of shows before I did 90210, but it's, you, you just get this, as a casting director, you get a repertoire of actors that you've hired before. You remember what you do. You, mem- you remember the ones who are easy. I keep going back to that word, but it's really important. At least it was really important to me. And he was professional. He just he came in and did the job and mm-hmm. there, was, there was no drama he just came in and did the job and that Perfect. was really really important to me on 90210.
4: And he was married to Christine Belford, yes. right so Belfort. that was another it was Chris it was, I know that season two actor but none who started in season two but was that the same kind of mo that you had with her you knew her?
0: absolutely
4: an adult yes and,
0: and because I there are a lot of actors that I had known through the years. Um, either I either had them in, they either got a job or they didn't get a job, or I met them socially and we had mutual friends, something like that. And she's it, just a good, good actress, just like hmm. Nick is. just good, good, solid working
3: actors. Um, no, he's still Connelly. working, he's still working. Uh, he another storyline, that- Carolina
1: three the three for another storyline and obviously this one Chris Williams, uh, Dina Meyer and Scott Paulin all kind of work together but let's talk about Chris Williams.
0: Ah, uh, Chris Williams is terrific. He was actually found by my assistant Kelly McDonald and she went to she came in and she said, "I've been invited to come meet some actors. Would do you want to do it or, you know, should I do it?" And I said, if you wanna do it, they've invited you, then you're more than welcome to do it. And she did. And she came back the next day and, she, and I asked her how it went. And she said, would you please meet this one actor? He was really, really good. I just want you to meet him. And I said, great, set him up. And it was Cress Williams. And he came in, again, in ease of entering the room. He was, he was terrific. He was really new really, really new, but just, there's something about him. He was See, he a was,
4: UCLA student at the time? Yeah. I yeah. think so. Or just I a recent grad, one or the other?
0: Yeah. One or the other, something like that. I don't remember specifics, but it was, I remember liking him an awful lot and she, that was, that's Kelly. That's
1: so Kelly. then they write the Deshaun part, and then does it all kind of click for you? Like this is oh, this is Chris Williams, or how does that sort of?
0: It's yes. I would read. I would read the roles. I'd read a script, read the roles, and I thought, okay, let's bring him in for this role, see what happens, and that's what. <laughs> that's how it happens.
1: And do you remember that, Jack?
4: Yeah, I remember that he was the, the unanimous choice in the room that we all oh, yeah, liked. Him. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Course, he looks like uh, the real thing.
4: Yeah, I, I, of course. The one, the one thing was, unlike and Diane, I sure will remember this from season one. Um, unlike Tico Wells, who actually came to my house for the Saturday casting session that we had, and <laughs> he and I played one-on-one basketball together.
0: I remember that.
4: Yes, because I beat him, and I <laughs> to him and let, him, let him know, and he still thinks about it. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, the one thing that we didn't know about Crest was that a uh, basketball was not his forte. Yes. So we uh, <laughs> yeah. so we never showed too much basketball. Uh,
1: with him. Right. <laughs> what about Dina Meyer?
4: Dina
0: Meyer was someone I had met previously and I just always liked her as an actress. And I read it and I thought, okay, let's bring Dina in. Let's see what happens.
4: Well, and, what I remember about Dina Dina is being introduced to her by tony shepherd telling me yeah. this is who's going to play this part exactly i don't think there was an
3: audition for that exactly i don't
4: think there was either
3: no. we saw a picture of it oh yeah oh yeah okay she
4: can do it okay if you yeah. say so because tony i don't think he ever did that i think that not not with us I, I can't remember him ever walking into me and saying this is what you're hiring oh yes yeah, so oh. i could do barry bonds those two yes <laughs> uh-huh. but i think he did that with with joey well, no, he he didn't know because remember there was Frank Gorshin. Frank,
3: Frank Gorshin. Oh,
4: okay. And yeah, the good money was on man. and the good money was on Frank Gorshin. Now whether I maybe everybody knew the fix was in for Joey, but I didn't know that <laughs> and I wanted him very much. So it, it didn't matter. The fix was
1: in. <laughs> yeah. I love Sometimes it. Sometimes it happens that way.
0: It does happen that way.
1: <laughs> uh, should we talk Scott Paulin also a part of that storyline?
0: love Scott Pollan as an actor just loved him and he was just he was one of those good working Hollywood actors who had great credits and you could always count on him and he worked a lot and just the fact that you know he would come in and I can't remember was he directing for the show by that time or did he direct after he did the? after
4: after After? okay because Um, he was very close with our director friend Jack Bender Ah,
1: uh, that's not a bad position let's move to tracy mittendorf who comes in and has this incredible role as laura kingman do you remember reading tracy
0: i remember reading tracy uh, just a little bit but specifics i am sorry to admit that i do not
1: (laughs) Um and do you do you know like who in, in some of season 4 who may have been up for specific roles that did not get it do you have any of that that sort of noted
0: Um going back into my notes I could probably find that yes because I do have the season 4 book in
1: front
0: of me but pulling it out right now <laughs> probably not
1: All right we'll 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 follow up with that Okay uh,
0: I'll write that
1: down. There's three, another great storyline. There's Carrie Keene, Noli Thornton, and David Hayward um, who come in and scam Dylan. Yeah. What do you remember about, let's start with Noli.
0: Noli Thornton was a wonderful little girl and uh, such a wonderful actress. And she was, I can't, Martin Short had a TV show at the time and she was on that show. And I can't remember, it had to have been a recurring role, but we had to make all sorts of arrangements to get her from one set to the other mm. because sometimes she worked on the same day. And because of limitations with children, we, we, all, we both shows had to pay attention, but she, she wanted to do both. And I mean, she was a little trooper that's what I remember about Noli and she always showed up but I remember one day getting a call that they were running over on the Martin Short show and I was kept saying oh just get her there just get her there (laughs) just get her to work (laughs) please get her to work on time (laughs) Um, but she I love Noli she's wonderful
3: she she looks lovely today she's been on the show she's had a wonderful life yeah
1: uh, no. and, but Carrie no. Keene as well, she's told us that she didn't realize that they were working a scam, the actress who was working a scam. Do you oh, remember he, Carrie?
0: Oh, yeah. I loved, I always liked Carrie Keene. Carrie, that, that was a trio of actors and David Hayward. Carrie and David, they, you know, good working actors. You just always want to hire them. You always want them to be a part of what you were doing because they are quality. They're great mm. backgrounds, they're easy, they're nice people.
4: And I doubt I doubt Diane that you ever told them that this was going to be a long running it, it was a recurring characters but that there was going to be a long running scam because it, whether you know this or not that Mr. Spelling when 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 Jessica pitched him this story mm-hmm. and said no this isn't going to work they're going to know these people are are there to rip him off from the get go. And I'm saying, Aaron, I promise you that when we get to the end of the the arc and this happens, no one will remember those initial doubts that they would have had because Will would have had enough, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh,
3: Bonding. Incident
4: and, pro- and plot to go through. So um, I doubt knowing that there was that reservation about it i doubt i ever said anything to you where we were ultimately going with
3: no she wouldn't obviously
4: paul would have known no
0: no well i knew it was recurring but that was it
1: exactly jason carter as roy randolph
0: (laughs) I i remember the name
3: he was an englishman
4: for forgive me let's talk forgive about me. that let's talk it's about that long, what my bad memory no, um, <laughs> british british actors and all what actors are they Hollywood. doing i always i liked him <laughs> we've gotten to know him uh, another friend of ours of, of the podcast oh, but okay. it's it, it's very and it's i've said this to express this to so many of the actors that, that pete tracks down for us to talk to it's just a pleasure for me to get to talk to them now because i didn't talk to them then Mm-hmm. we well, pass them, there'd be a nod, but it, sometimes if we'd be in the same room, but otherwise I didn't know. really. Yeah. yeah, moving
0: on, yeah, exactly. moving on.
4: But I always was suspicious of like the Brit actors should be in London, uh, being in their wonderful television, film and, and theater lives. What are they doing in Hollywood? Um, mm-hmm. Is it hard? Is it hard so money? <laughs> mm-hmm. Here in town, is it hard to? have find really good British actors in Los Angeles because what are they doing here?
0: Well, obviously I don't know about now, but at the time there were a lot of British actors here, you know, because there, I think it was because there was more work here at the time, I could be wrong to get an American television show, especially like 90210 that was seen worldwide.
4: And, was, and I think what Larry
1: says is true. They pay more here. They didn't pay but, a lot.
3: Yes. British television did not pay a lot.
4: No, no.
1: The BBC was particularly cheap. Let's talk about Paul Johansson. <laughs> <Appreciate it. laughs>
0: Paul Johansson. I had actually met him before 902 and O, but it was terrific to find out that he was one of Jason's friends.
4: One of the posse
0: yeah one of the posse and I went I had gone to Jason and once I realized he had this group and I said just tell me their names (laughs) (laughs) tell me their names tell me Cheryl (laughs) uh,
4: Cheryl we cast yes
0: yeah gosh I'm not remembering remembering more specific names Um, but that's I went to him and then I all after a casting session with one that his friends had come two, either one or multiple, I tried to generally keep it to one. I would go to Jason and I would say, this is who we read. This is what happened today. And they may not get the role because of this reason, but we'll bring them back for something else or they are getting the role. And I just, I want to let you know, because I always thought that he should have that information
2: Mm
1: -hmm. courtesy. Yeah. Paul's wonderful. Thank you for doing that, by the Mm -hmm. way.
0: You're welcome. I, tr- I tried. <laughs>
1: uh, we just talked to this one recently, Brooke Thies.
0: Ah, I love Brooke Thies.
1: She loves That's you
0: too. Her. She is, huh. I met her when I was casting the pilot for just the 10 of us. Oh. Mm. And I was, I was, it was a spinoff of Growing Pains. And I did searches all over the country for kids and Brooke, I met Brooke, I just, I can't remember if I had hired her on Growing Pains first.
1: I think she said yes. I think that's, that's right. I think Growing Pains was the start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And she is just, she is such a joy, such a joy to be around as a human being and as an actor. And I just loved her. She, and I introduced her to her husband. Oh, wow. Uh, Brian, who is also an actor, and they were so, they're so great together. And obviously I haven't seen them in years and years, but they're terrific. And I am going to say that that was an episode that I watched yesterday. Oh, amazing. Yes. And because I just thought, okay, what's the most recent? And that was the one, and I saw Brooke's name and I hope, Brooke, I want to see this. It was, you know, she's still joyous. She's terrific. I just love her. I would automatically, if I were still casting, I would bring her in for something. If I got an opportunity, if there was a show up here or a movie or something and I got involved with it, I would say, and if there was a role, I'd say, oh, Brooke.
1: Mm. <laughs> Carrie wore her.
0: I remember her because of her last name and I remember what she looks like, but more specifics, I am so sorry, I am not. <laughs> it's
4: okay.
1: Chuck, we didn't hear you, buddy. You, yeah.
4: you wouldn't have cast Carrie on just the 10 of us. <laughs> it was a different different kind of character, you yeah. know, different Carol? kind of character. Actor. She was more of a Zalman King act, actor. Yeah, she, she was, was a sexy actor. very sexy. Carrie were, right, yeah. That yeah. was who yeah. Brian, uh, yeah. you know, David Silver, uh, had a dalliance with in the movie in
1: the well, he, lose, he loses virginity to her
3: oh, okay
1: we've oh, got God. Matthew Peretta who is uh um Andrea's uh initial boyfriend Dan Rubin
0: I remember him a little bit yes yes I thought he was very very good looking
1: yeah something something and Chuck an and I, I were, were wondering about the Wendy Benson comes in and she's one of the girls in Minnesota uh, when they first, when Bre- in the top of the season, Brenda is going to be spending some time in Minnesota. Did the girls? Do you know if the girls that were cast in Minnesota thought they were going to be on longer, or did they did they know that this was only going to be a couple of episodes?
0: You know what? I ha- when I was looking at the questions that you sent to me, I thought, and I read that one, and I thought, I don't even remember this. Who are the girls in Minnesota? And I am
4: so so sorry. I- it's okay. Yeah, no, There's just one that I had. Uh, you know, how did you get them to, to to show up? I mean, you know, because I think when we started putting the episodes together, we didn't know pretty much. We knew she would be probably coming back, but it was to the action in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that for sure. Was
0: uh, she already in Los Angeles?
4: I mean I mean in terms she of was. screen time. She wouldn't be in Minnesota. She she would be showing up back at Beverly Hills at the end of episode two. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't remember, Larry, if we if that was c- very clear before you were writing Little Fishes.
3: Well, Little Fishes, she comes back from Minnesota. Right. I think it would have been Chuck, because we would have we would have
1: broke all those the first four episodes at once I at think. the
3: same time. Yeah, so I yeah, you're see.
4: right. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how about Jed Allen as Steve's dad?
0: I love Jed Allen. Yeah, we when...
1: That was brilliant casting because the, the, those characters even... I mean, I know he's adopted, but then he really is the dad. <laughs> There's a lot to go on there, but they, it's such great casting. They look like they, they're that they related.
0: Yes, and they also act the way, same way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what got to me. And it just... It made... It made me laugh inside because they could really be father and son.
1: Totally. I mean, is <laughs> that something that you recognized immediately, or is that something that happened as the show was be, continued being made?
0: It was when he came, when Jed came in. Because sometimes I always ask for sometimes I would ask for actors to come in just to say hello because I hadn't seen them in a while, and I'm trying to remember if I did that with Jed, but I don't. But I when he came in. I just in Jed. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. This is Steve's dad.
4: It works."
1: Do you guys remember that, Chuck? or, 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 or? Uh,
3: I don't. I, you
4: know, I'm... no, not the specific cast. Which, which episode
3: you think was he introduced in? I know. Um...
4: I think the one with Barry Bonds. That's I think that's one? What it is? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, and um, yeah. I and I think he just. I mean, when I think of Jed, and, and in the part. He just really was this guy. He really was a show business, a Hollywood, Hollywood business player. guy. You know, um, what was the, the, the you know, the rest, you know, some of the tail of the cock uh, kind of red red leather. I used to, you know, scotch <laughs> sirloin kind of actor.
3: Exactly,
1: uh, exactly. Uh, Ryan Thomas Brown, our friend months. you know, he's someone that you guys cast in season four.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he's near you. He lives in the North. Pacific Northwest,
3: Diane.
1: He's on on Woodby Island, I think.
4: Oh, okay. I have
0: friends on Woodby Island. I
1: think he's working at a great restaurant out there, too, so maybe you guys can catch up. Do you remember Ryan? (laughs)
0: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He's on the west side. I'm on the east. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir.
1: Do you remember Ryan? Yes, I do. I do
0: remember. I can see his face right now, and he just fit in. You know, he's, and again, I go back, you're going to get tired of hearing me say it, but it's the ease of an actor. You know, mm. he was easy. He's, he fit in. He fit in with Cudlets and, you know, all of the guys there.
1: Um, our friend here, Zachary Throne, who would be the radio station's Howard. Do you remember mm-hmm. casting him at all?
0: Zachary Throne, I remember because I have known him as an actor for a long time.
1: That was season four of uh, casting. Uh, We will be back next week where we will dive into season six. Um, As always, follow us on Instagram, Beverly Hills, 90210 show, Beverly Hills, 90210 show.com and all of the places that you get the podcast. See you next week.